0: All right, we got another lessons on parables uh, this morning, and uh, this actually lesson going really consists of three different parables. Uh, two of them involving parables of, of feast or the, of, of the supper, then one involving. Jesus doing a parable on humility. These uh, was kind of all lumped together. The author that did these, he did two parables, one from Luke 14, uh, and uh, 15 through 24, and then uh, Matthew 22, one through 14. Uh, both of these involving the faith, but he also went into the lesson talking about humility, which starts at Luke 1, uh, uh, 14 verses 1. Uh, I don't know how he got into the humility part, but these are the uh, scriptures that he used for the lesson. But then when you go back to the humility part, it goes back up to uh, uh, verse 1 of chapter 14. So we'll just read uh, chapter 14 starting at verse 1 and go all the way to uh, uh, verse 20, I think it's verse 24 It's where this one ends. <coughs> and then I kind of lump. Matthew Luke 14 15 through 24 and Matthew 22 1 through 14 I kind of lumped them together and then we'll look at verse of chapter 14 verse 1 through uh, 13 through 1 through 14 and that would involve the humility part and it said and it came to pass as he went into the house of one of the chief Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath day, that they watched him. And behold, there was a certain man before him which had dropsy. And Jesus answers, answering spake unto the lawyers and the Pharisees saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? And they uh, held their peace and he took him and healed him and let him go. And answered them saying, which of you should have an ox? or an ad fallen into a pit and would not straightway pull him out on the Sabbath day. And they could not answer him again to these sayings. And he put forth a parable to those which were bidden when he marked how they chose out of chief rooms, saying unto them, When I are bidden to any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room. Least more honorable man than thou be bidden of him. And he that bade thee and him come and say to thee, Give this man place, and thou begin with shame to take the lowest room. But when thou art bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room, and when he that bade thee cometh, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up hither. Then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that sat at meat with thee. For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased. And he that humbled himself shall be exalted. Then he said uh, also him that bathed him, When thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends, nor thy brethren, nor thy kindreds, nor thy rich neighbors. Least they also bid thee again and a recompense be made thee. But when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and thou shalt be blessed, they, they, they cannot recompense thee, but thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. And when one of them that sat at meat which heard him, these things he said unto him, blessed is he that eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then Jesus then said he unto them, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, and sent his servants at supper time to say to them, That were bidden, Come, for all things are ready. And they uh, all, with one uh, consent, began to make excuses. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must need go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have brought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them, I pray thee, uh, excuse me. And another said, I have a, a married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to the servants, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither uh, the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind." And the servant said, "Lord, it is done, and thou hast commanded; and yet there is room." And the Lord said unto the servant, "Go out into the highways and edges, and compel them to come in, and that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which was bidden should taste of my supper." And that was reading in in Luke, and the other ones in Matthew. uh, 20, Matthew 22, 1 through 14. as, as another uh, parable that, that Jesus gave. And that parable is, says, And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to uh, call them that was bidden to the wedding. And they would come, and again he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready, coming to the marriage. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his farm, and another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and instead them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wrought, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then said to he, he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which are bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and, and as many as ye can find bid to the marriage." So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all the men as they found, both bad and good. And the weddings was finished, and guests, with guests furnished with guests. And when the king came in, he see the guests. He saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment, and he said unto him, Friend, how cometh thou in, and a not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king of the servant, "Bind him, hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There should be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen." And those are the uh, <clears throat> those are the uh, reasons that we have here that we're going to be looking at, and and this is, and I just lopped them together as the parable of feasts, you know, because you know both of them is uh wedding suppers that uh that was ha- that was gathered and there was guests that was invited and the guests uh either refused to come or made up excuses why they couldn't come and this is course based on uh those parables. In the first part of uh uh Luke fourteen is based on the humility, you know, uh, uh of of people, you know, wanting to be Important, or it in, the, in the important places. And, and Jesus wanted to show how you, you show humility by not taking up the important places, but sitting in the less places and that you may not, not be put to shame by having to, be, having to be able to be moved. But as uh, we talked about the parable of the pearl in the parable of the treasure last week, which was two parables uh, representing how important the kingdom was. You know, how that you would give up everything in this world for the kingdom. You know, that's what these two parables was about. You know, somebody finding either a treasure. Look, somebody finding a treasure, not looking for it. Because, you know, some people are, you know, find the gospel, not looking for it. And then you got some people that's looking for it. That's represent the merchant in the pearl. He's looking for pearls, but he's finding a pearl that he, he want more than all other pearls. And that's somebody that's looking for the gospel and finding it uh, and giving up the world for it. So those parables, you know, was based on the, on the kingdom, you know, and, and then this parable is be, going to be based on the kingdom. But it's also going to be based on the people of the kingdom. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, the parable of the feast uh, said, you know, you know, Jesus was at a dinner with a Pharisee which you know, that never works out too good for Jesus when he go to, you know, Jesus already knew when he went, you know, Pharisees didn't like him. Uh, He went to the dinner. Uh, I think it was traditional after service, you know, to uh, invite uh, people to dinner. So uh, the Pharisee had him at dinner, but it wasn't for just a dinner. You know, the Pharisees always had a plan because they didn't like Jesus. So they always had a plan to try to trip him up some kind of way or test him. Uh, Jesus knew; Jesus already knew it was a setup from the beginning. And then a man was brought with the dropsies. So now they wanted to see what Jesus was going to do. This is the Sabbath. You're not going to be doing anything on the Sabbath. So a man with the dropsies was brought in and they wanted to see what Jesus was going to do on the Sabbath. I think they knew Jesus would uh, heal them on the Sabbath, but they want to use something to trip him up. And then that man was brought in with the dropsy, and and Jesus asked, was it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? But none of them would answer, because if they had said yes, they would be agreeing with Jesus. And they didn't want to agree with Jesus because they didn't you know, believe in the name that Jesus was teaching. So, but if they said no, then they would lose faith with the people, so they was in kind of a dilemma. So, rather than answer the question, they just all stay silent. You know, so you know they didn't want to, they didn't want to agree with Jesus. You know, that it was lawful to heal on the Sabbath, but they didn't want to disagree with him because the people, you know, the people would, you know, would uh, it, it, they would lose favor with the people. So they didn't want that they didn't want to lose favor with the people but they didn't want to agree with Jesus so they were in kind of a dilemma so the best thing for them to do is not to answer at all so they didn't they so they said they answered none you know uh so what happened was Jesus healed you know Jesus healed a man on the Sabbath and sent him sent him his way you know uh he defended his works by comparing it to an ox. He said, "Any one of you who have an ox, would not go out and, and and rescue him on the Sabbath." You know, but you know. Uh, so when you look at the Old Testament, back in the Old Testament, you know, you weren't supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. You know, even cook. You know, they fixed all they made. They when they fixed their meal, they made enough that they could eat it on the Sabbath. Also, without happen to. To make a meal so nothing was done on the sabbath but then we can uh realize that uh these were things that you could get by not doing on the Sabbath you know there were certain things on the Sabbath that could be done you know when we talked about the man that picked up the sticks on the Sabbath and he was killed it wasn't because it was something that he had to do it was just something that he did you know in violation of the law uh but it was always nothing wrong with doing something that had to be done on on the Sabbath, you know you know the Sabbath meant that you you know you didn't do things that 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 normally that you can do any other time, but you know things like uh, you know and I think with the Pharisees, I think they was agreeing that it was okay to go rescue your ox on the Sabbath, but they didn't look at you know as a man as being important enough to to help on the Sabbath so you know you know so that were you know so they were looking at it all backwards you know they were they weren't looking at it in the way that made it sensible but they were looking at it back they were looking at the ox being more important to rescue on the Sabbath than a man be being rescued on the Sabbath but but like I said they wouldn't answer Jesus because they knew that you know they would be agreeing with him if they did <laughs> then, also, it says Jesus gave a parable on humility in, in uh, verse 14, 1 through 4. And this was based on the guest behavior. He said, when you come in and got a, 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 uh, invited guests, you know, don't set <laughs> in important places when you come in. Because the person that's given the feast, you know, may come and tell you, you know, I got a more important guest to set here. You need to go sit somewhere else. Now you've embarrassed yourself by sitting somewhere that you weren't supposed to be sitting in the first place. But he said, if you come in and sit in the lowest places, that same uh, host may come to you and say, You know, I want you to sit in this more important place. So that person has been brought up from being in the lowest place. In other words, he's saying, If you go sit in the highest place, you know, on your own, you know, you may be moved to the lowest place and be embarrassed because of where you sit. You know, see, that's why I always sit in the back. See, because if I sit in the front, see, so then you know, <laughs> and then, yeah. So then somebody might invite me to sit to the front. See, that's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but, but this is what. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> But this is what this is what Jesus was talking about that humility part you know based on, based on a person's behavior and he said uh uh you know don't sit in the in the important parts on your own, you know let the host put you in those positions, you know and then you won't have to give up that place and then you won't be you won't be ashamed uh uh by you know being having to be moved and so we want to look at uh how that, uh, you know, we uh, humble ourselves. In other words, you were saying, you know, be yourself humble. You know, be humble. Don't think of yourself more than, than what you are. And then Jesus uh, Jesus said that, uh, you know, uh, who humbles himself shall be exhausted. Who abases himself shall be, uh, exalts himself shall be abased. And who humble himself shall be exalted. In other words, when we humble ourselves before God, then we're going to be raised a base, a with God. And we exalt ourselves before God. In other words, we think we're more than what we are, then we're going to be rejected by God. So we need to, you know, our attitude has got a whole lot to do with, you know, how God accepts us. You know, it's just like the uh, uh, Pharisee in the center. You know, the Pharisee, you know, explained how he do all these good things. He don't uh, do bad things to people. He, you know, give of his means, and he's not like this, you know, uh, you know uh, other man. But then the other one said, you know, you know uh, he didn't even hold his eyes up. You know, he held his eyes down You know forgive me a sinner you know he's looked at himself as a sinner you know the other man looked at himself as somebody who was doing all these good things and I'm not like other men you know he comparing himself to I'm not like other men you know uh, but the sinner wasn't comparing himself to anybody you know he knew that he was a sinner you know it not necessarily mean that this guy was a sinner it just means that he, you know, he looked at himself as a sinner, because we all have to look at ourselves as a sinner. Anytime, you know, Paul, in it, uh, Paul's lessons, you know, he never looked at himself as anything but a sinner. And anytime he talked about sin, anytime he talked about uh, things that was wrong for people to do, he always included himself. You know, Paul could say, you know, you, you know, you know, but he always said we, he always added himself to that because Paul knew that he was just as bad as everybody else. Even though Paul had changed his life, Paul was preaching the gospel, Paul was ready to die for the gospel, but Paul still was a sinner. Yeah. You know, Paul even referred to himself in Timothy as the, you know, he, as the chief of sinners. You know, he said, Jesus came to save all sinners to whom I am chief. You know, so he considered himself a sinner and he considered himself as one of the worst sinners uh that, that you could look at. And though so when you and in in this parable he spoke of the kingdom, you know, uh when you make a supper, he said, Don't invite friends, brothers. Or neighbors. In other words, don't invite all the people you know, all the people you would like to get along with, all the people that you think you want to have at this feast. He said, invite the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. You know, Jesus is coming to a point here. He said, you will be blessed. He said, because the people, these neighbors and things that you invite, you're looking for them to invite you back at a later date to repay you for your kindness that you giving to them. But these people who are maimed and poor and, and 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 out, you know, in the streets, they can't pay you back. So go to the people who can't pay you back and invite those people, you know, not the one that you expect to get something from. You know, and that's what Jesus was looking at, you know, don't invite the people that you can get get things from uh and he said uh, uh you know you'll be repaid at the resurrection. In other words, you know, you do these things the way he mentioned, he said you'll be repaid at the resurrection. And what these parable represented uh, is the people who humble themselves under God, the people who don't... uh, make themselves haughty before God. Uh, so so we, these are the kind of people that we wanna be. We wanna be the person who have humility. Humility is always uh, spoke about in the gospel. You know, you know, we have to be humble and not, uh, not think of self of being more than what we are. You know, that's why, you know, you're a, lot of, know a lot of the uh, uh, religious world, you know, they got uh, towels, different people, you know, uh, uh, Reverend, uh, Bishop, uh, and um, uh, things like that, you know, they're trying to distinct themselves from everybody else, you know, but the Bible teaches us that we're all brothers in Christ, you know. So in other words, if you, you know, and matter of fact, even with the word Reverend, you know, in in Psalms, it said, uh, you know, uh, you know, don't you know, call yourself these names you know even Matthew you know you, you know you don't use the name uh, because uh, God is Reverend you know God is the highest of a Reverend and when you try to put yourself in those positions you are trying to separate yourself from everybody else you know uh, in other words just because I'm the preacher in the church That makes me the highest person in the church. That don't make you the highest person in the church. That just makes you an employee of the church because, you know, that's your job is to preach the gospel. Uh, Same thing with the elders. You know, elders are just an office, you know, that they take care of the uh, business of the church and take care of the, uh, uh, make sure the church is going, doing the gospel the way it's supposed to be uh, done. And also with the deacons, their job is to help take care of the different uh, facets of the church, as far as uh, you know, the sick and and the uh, taking care of the buildings and different things of that nature. So it's not that we're supposed to separate ourselves from everybody else because we're in these positions. These are just offices, you know. They're just they're not uh, they're not something that separates you from everybody else. You know, that don't make them eat any different than everybody else. And cause you got the Catholics that's called them, there's the priests, the priests can't get married, but then when you go back to the book of, uh, in the Old Testament, you know, there wouldn't be any priesthood if the priest didn't get married because the only one that could become a priest was the, uh, the descendants of Aaron. So they had to have, you know, a wife and they had to have children in order for the priesthood to continue. So but now they say in the day that the priest can't be married, in you know, order to be a priest you can't be married, that's uh, that uh, subsets what the Bible teaches. You know, and, and you know, and 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 being married is something, you know, Paul wasn't married because Paul didn't want to be married. You know. Peter was married. You know, so and they try to say Peter was the first Pope. But they don't, you know. They don't, they, you know, I guess they didn't realize that Peter was married, you know, because it talked about his mother-in-law. So if he had a mother-in-law, then he had to be married. Right? Uh, so, so we have to see that, you know, uh, and then when we get to the next, uh, about the feast, it said when Jesus' uh, servants, you know, he talked about uh, another f- a feast, the feast of... Uh, being invited and rejecting the one who invites you. You know there was a feast that was held. Uh, he told the servants to go out and invite uh, people. Well, one the first one he invited a man, and he said, "Well, excuse me, you know, I just bought some land and I got to go, you know, check it out." Another one said, "Well," I bought an oxen and I got to go test them. And then the next one said, well, I just married a wife. In other words, these people were making excuses for one, I think the author was saying, you don't buy land before you check it out. You don't buy oxen before you test them. So why, you know, you know in other words, these people was making up an excuse because normally if you buy an ox you want to you want to go see him before you buy him you know now we do things now a days without seeing you know you go to ebay and you buy stuff and you don't get to see it. you know but they didn't have ebay back then when they bought ox they had to go check that ox out before they bought it you know they either went to the person that they want to buy it from or they either went to an auction and then they checked that ox out you know uh Back a long time ago, you didn't buy a car without test driving it. You know, so you want to buy a car, you go drive it and you go kick the tires and you look under the hood, you check the oil. But of course today, you just order a car on the internet and then they deliver it to you. You, know, you don't get to check. You don't, you don't, you know. But that's the way you normally buy things. You know, that's the way you normally buy things. You, you, you test it, you go look at it, and you figure out if it's something that you want to buy. But these people saying, you know, I, want to, I bought some land. I got to go check it out. Well, you bought the land before you checked it. You know, I bought an ox and I got to go test them. You know, well, you bought the ox before you test. So that tells you that these people just didn't want to come to the feast. And then the other one said, well, I just married a wife. No. Uh, but, but what these people was doing is, is you know, they, was, they were shunned in imitation that was given to them by a very important person. Uh, and that was, uh, and that's what this, what this parable was all about. In the same way with the parable in Matthew 22, you know, he uh, had them go out and invite people to the, to the supper and they refused to come. And what these are is all about the kingdom, the Jews and the Gentile. This was based on the Jews and the Gentiles. In other words, the Jews was God's people, you know, at that point. And the Jews felt like that they was God's people, and there was nothing nothing they were to do. In other words, the invited guests was the Jewish nation. You know, you know these were God's people at a time. And when Jesus came preaching the kingdom was near, they rejected. In Matthew uh, 4.17, you know, uh, Jesus came preaching that the kingdom of heaven is near, and they rejected it because they rejected Jesus. And it was predicted that Jesus was going to be rejected. Uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, and also, he came to his own, but he was rejected in John 1.11. 1 you know, in other words, Jesus came to his own, he was rejected. Those, that was the Jewish nation? He came to his Jewish nations first, you know. What did he tell the disciples when he sent them out? Go first to the house of God. In other words, go to the Jewish people first. He knew they was going to reject him, but he had to give them that opportunity. That's like we talked about uh, Adam and Eve, you know, God knew Adam and Eve was going to sin, but he had to give them that opportunity. He knew the, that uh, the uh, Jews were going to reject him. Uh, Paul's when he sent them out, but he had to give them that opportunity. Uh, so the invited guest was the Gentiles. You know, they represented the Gentiles. The people that he invited, the, the people that he invited, uh, first was the, was the Jewish people, the guests. Then the other people that he invited from the streets was the Gentiles. In other words, he was bringing the Gentile into the fold of God. When you look at uh, Acts 10, 44 to 48, you're talking about Cornelius. That's when the Gentile was first brought into the church. Uh, you know, Cornelius had a dream, and he was told to go, <clears throat> and and then uh, and then he go to, to sort He was told to go sought out Peter, in a street called Straight. And then when he when they uh, when when they uh, when he sought out Peter. Peter preached the gospel to the Gentiles, and that's when the Gentiles got the Holy, Holy Spirit, letting Peter know that God had accepted them into the fold, just like he did with the Jews. And also when he uh when he uh <clears throat> when he told uh, uh to go to Peter, he went to Peter in and in, in, in sent him. Down a dream with all the different animals in it that was unclean. And he told Peter to kill and eat. Peter said, You know, Lord, I eat nothing that's uh, unclean. And Jesus always said, Anything that I made is, is not unclean. So, in other words, he was letting Peter know that, you know, he's getting ready to go to a man that's a Gentile. He's getting ready to preach to a man, the, uh, a nation that's a Gentile. And that he's letting Peter know that these people are going to be accepted into the kingdom, just like all the other uh, Jews were. And Then when you go to uh, uh, Acts fifteen seven through 9, you know, Peter confirmed that. You know, they was talking about how the Gentile uh, Christians would have to do things, and Peter, you know, came back and, and referred them back to when... Jesus when when the uh, uh, Jesus uh, brought him to that dream and let him know that you know they were, they were uh, are much as part of this as we are. You know, so he let them know that you know the Gentiles are just as much part of the of the kingdom as we are. And then when you go to Romans 11, 11 it said uh, <clears throat> by their fall, in other words by the fall of the uh, uh, Jews. He said, full salvation has came to the Gentiles. You know, you know G- 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 Jews rejected him. Jesus brought him to the Gentiles. And then he said, you know, in other words, the gospel is open to all. You know, not just the Jews. You know, he said the gospel is open to all. It's the rich. It's the all, all nations, all races, men, women. You know, God is no respecter of person, 1 Corinthians 12, 13. In other words, everybody accepted. You know, if you accept God, you'll accept it into the church. You know, you know, Paul was the worst of the sinners. You know, he was a murderer. Uh, he was everything against God he could be. But then when he was, you know, when he was called to God uh, to preach the gospel, you know, he accepted that he was baptized and he never stopped preaching from that. You know, so Paul considered himself the worst sinner, but Paul became one of the greatest preachers ever known during that, during that time. You know, in other words, First uh, Corinthians twelve thirteen said, "Baptized into one body, you know, we're neither Jew or Greek, we're neither bond or free." You know, in other words, you know, we're all a one in the Christ. You know, we can see that these things are are, are these parable that Jesus gave was showing that the Jews and the Gentile both are going to be God's people. You know, you know, he, uh, God had to uh, set aside a people in the Old Testament and that was the beginning of establishing the church. He had to have he had to set aside the people once he set aside the Jewish nation. And then when it come into the New Testament, the Jewish nation rejected him, and that was, was the time when he was to bring in the Gentile so that all people would be a part of the church. Uh, and In Galatians 3.28, it said, Neither Jew or Greek, male or female, all are one in Christ. You know, so these parables are based on <coughs> bringing all into the kingdom. You know, uh, One who rejected him caused... Jesus to go to the other nation, which is the Gentile, and bring them into the You ready your hand? Okay. Bring them into the fold. So we can see that, you know, these two, and then, like I said, these are based on humility from and, uh, uh, Luke 14:1 through 14, and then Luke uh, 14, 15 to 24. In my, through 22, 1 through 14 is both based on the kingdom. You know, you know we want to be uh, you we want to have that humility. We can't ha- be in the kingdom if we don't have the humility. You know, because we have to have the humility to become a Christian because you got to obey the gospel and you got to have the humility to do it. In other words, if you think you know it all already, you're not going to be uh, having that humility to obey the gospel because you think you know it all already. You know you're not going to be willing to be taught you know because you think you know it all already, and you may not know it through the gospel you may know about your own by your own mind, so we can see that the kingdom is based on these parables, and humility is also based on these parables. <coughs> Excuse me <coughs> do it. <we have coughs> We just about run out of time. Do we have anybody who want to make a comment or got any questions about it? Tonight. Okay, well, that's uh, that's all I have. Like I said, it's based on, like I said, three different parables uh, the parable of humility and the parable of the kingdom. You know, uh, the uh, two nations coming together. Uh, uh, Colossians uh, 2.14 you know said you know they were both made one you know in other words the Jew and the Gentile was both made one you know there was two different sects of people and then he, Jesus even mentioned that there was another you know there was another set of sheep that he had that he was bringing in that other set of sheep was Gentile you know. alright thank you for your attention and uh, I guess who got the next I think Uh, Mark got the next lesson.